First things first, Luka held to just 20 points last night. Did the Warriors figure out how to stop Luka Legend? Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics coming up short in game one. Will Jimmy Butler get the best of Tatum again tonight for game two? And Chet Holmgren says he's going to be the best player in the NBA. What a fantastic Thursday morning of sports we got lined up for you here on First Things First. Jenna Wolf, Nick Wright, Chris Broussard, Kevin Wilds. Brew, I got to imagine you say something like that. That puts Chet on the bud list, maybe, perhaps. Maybe, uh, certainly in consideration. Look, I like Chet, but not as much as Chet likes himself. So we'll see. Oh, hey, Chet likes Chet. Wow. I like that. I like so that. Chet commentary. likes My goodness. Chet. Why? You need that kind of confidence, don't you? You need it. Uh, we got to start out West. Wilds is still putting his microphone on. Wilds is a late bloomer to the show hey. every morning. Warriors <laughs> hosting the Mavs in game one. We love you, though. Hey, we talked about this all week. How do you stop Luka Doncic, right? He came in averaging more than 31 this postseason. The answer, do whatever the Warriors did last night. They held Luka to a season playoff low 20 points on 6 of 18 shooting, 7 turnovers as well. Mavs lose, Warriors win, they take game one. Nick, you picked the Mavs to win the series. You picked him with your chest out, with bass in your voice, a la Chris Broussard. Are you worried? after what you saw last night. No, I'm not worried because I think the adjustments are quite obvious on both sides of the ball. I am shocked, though, and I give the Warriors massive credit. Uh, they held Luka Doncic to what, his first truly bad playoff game of his entire career. I thought he would get to the record, which was held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, unofficial record, longest streak to start a career without a bad playoff game, 40. He came up about 15 short, so another knock you know, in the con column of Will Luka became the greatest player of all time. Kareem holds that record along with basically every other NBA record that matters. But that's neither here nor there. I, the Warriors' defensive game plan was a brilliant masterstroke, and the Mavs did not seem prepared for it. They, you, the Warriors had exploitable players on the court throughout the game, and Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, and unfortunately at this point, Clay Thompson's also one of those exploitable players, and the Mavs were not able to exploit it. At times, it looked like they had never dealt with the zone defense, and on the other end of the court, the Warriors were able to play whatever players they wanted to as far as in order to stop Luka on the defensive end, on the offensive end, they could do whatever they wanted because the Mavs were unable to stop Kavon Looney and Draymond Green and Otto Porter from going 14 of 18 from the field for 30 points. So it was a disastrous game on both ends of the court for the Mavs. The Mavs' defense was bad, their pace was bad, and they want to play slow, but they don't want to play quite as slow as they did last night. Their offense was the worst I've seen it ever in the in a postseason game with Luka Doncic. So that all happened. I don't think they should be concerned because the adjustments are obvious, and I think Jason Kidd will make them. I do, however, want to give one slight warning or, you know, just a point of uh, advice to Broussard and Wilds. This show is the best when all of us are able to, you know, bathe ourselves in some form of glory throughout throughout a series. It is not going to be good for the two of you if you don't learn from your awful, grievous mistakes of the previous round. If you start taking victory laps after a home game one win, 
I under, it, it will work out well for me in the end, but I would like raising tide. I would like all boats. So I would just say, I think it behooves you to be tempered with your analysis this morning, to not be hyperbolic, to not be over the top the way you both were after game one of the Sun series. And then you, you know, you had egg dripping from both of your beautiful faces. So that's all. I, I'm not worried. I was a bit surprised. All right, Nick. First of all, I think the last thing you need to be doing right now is giving advice. Okay. Because you said not only <laughs> did you pick Dallas to win, didn't you yeah. pick them in five? So they're about to win the well, next four yeah, games. Is that, that what means they have I to lose to one? Believe? I'm halfway there. Pit Dallas okay, in five so they're, means they're Warriors win, win one, one, Dallas wins okay. four. Check mark one. Already halfway <laughs> home, buddy. All right. Go ahead. Look, I know it was sarcasm. Facts. I know it was insincere. But you did yeah. offer me, I don't know, five or six olive branches last oh, week, the stop. last week or two in the Boston-Milwaukee series. So, Nick, look. Yeah. I am no gimmicks, no tricks, no strings attached. You can say it was dis you were disillusioned. Uh, you were fooled by your family ties to your large adult Slovenian mm -hmm. son. Whatever. I don't care what excuse you make, but I am offering you, Nick, an mm -hmm. olive Why branch. This will be the last one of this series. So I suggest no. you take it. But would you like to no, come on over the to the Golden State sides with Wild and me? Of course Okay. Of so course they not. just went into the game having no idea what Golden State might do, right? The adjustments were so obvious. All right, Nick, he, the problem is, and you did, I give you credit. You gave a nice seven-minute soliloquy yesterday on why this was such a bad matchup for Golden State. And to the unenlightened yeah, and the uninformed, it was impressive. But here's the thing. You based it on the four regular season games three of which Draymond Green didn't even play in, two of which Klay Thompson didn't even play in, and yesterday. the one, one that yeah. Klay did play, he was two <laughs> weeks back from his horrific injuries. All right, yeah. so that is not, no it is no obviously, it. Surprised me. it is obviously not a bad matchup for Golden State, and you mentioned the defense, and, and they did, look, you're right. Golden State was fantastic defensively. Somehow, they were able to guard on the perimeter and then still get back into the paint and be handsy whenever Dallas got in there. And they're a handsy bunch. They were fourth right. in the league in steals. But they're slapping at everything and still able to guard on the perimeter well. Dallas did. I'll give you this. I'm going to throw you a little, you know, a little something to get excited about. Dallas missed a lot of open threes. Luka will be Good better. Works. There's no doubt about that. But this is still a tough uphill battle for the Dallas Mavericks. They tr you don't think they wanted to get Jordan Poole and Steph Curry in one-on-one -on -one situations with Luka? Of course they did. They could not. And then offensively, I sold Andrew Wiggins short. I and I apologize to Wiggins. You know he's my man. But while yesterday I said, Golden State had three bona fide big-time scores on this team. I left out oh, Wiggins, don't. so it's really four. He was oh, a, scored 20 points a game. Hold on, hold on. Averaged 20 points a game for three years in Minnesota. 
And as the fourth, fourth scoring option, he is in the perfect situation. He can defend his tail off like he did yesterday against Luka. Great job. And give you a bunch of points. He gave you 19 yesterday. And so, Wilds, um, look, I think Dallas is going to win a game. I picked them in six. Pick Golden State in six. So, Dallas will win a game or two. But, yeah, I mean, Golden State is rolling. Okay. Shout out, shout out. First of all, Andrew Wiggins, the most underrated all-star of all time, starts the all-star game like, hey, he's okay Absolutely. in the Western Conference Finals. Good job. So, like, <laughs> like, whoa, I started the all-star game. I should be okay. All right. I have a confession to make. Not really a confession. It's more of just a one-on-one here between me and the audience. A thing to Look, say. I try to come on this show every day and be honest with you. And before I do that, I look in this mirror here. I check to make sure my hair looks perfect. And then I got to be honest with myself. And I did in my opening salvo. I said, oh, Nick Wright, <laughs> more turnovers than field goals made. We, me and Broussard are going to be on easy street. Broussard and Nick, I don't necessarily feel that way anymore. I'm scarred by my Luka experience in Phoenix, Broussard. The Suns were 11-0 against the Mavs, and I was like, oh, we're good. So I'm like, I can – but Steve Kerr, 19-1, winning game one, it doesn't matter anymore. And then I saw this piece of video last night. I said, oh, man, I'm starting to get a little nervous. Can we show – look at – oh, no. Broussard, he's got the, he's got the, you know, the cut across his face. It's like we're in a movie. Like, oh, you think I'm dead? Here's what he said (laughs) after the game about this smile. Luke, I saw you walking off uh, the court after the final buzzer and you had a bit of smile on your face. What, what was going through your mind uh, in that moment? Nothing. Just walking off the court. That's it. I mean, looking ahead to game two, yeah, of course. I mean, it's one game, you know, that's what playoffs is about. If you lose by one or you lose by 40, it's, it's really uh, a loss. So we just got to get ready for game two now. Okay, and much like me pre-show, you just saw two versions of Luca there. The first version was honest, smiling like I've got something in store for you. The second part of that quote was basically media speak. Well, you know, second game. So, Nick, I hate to say it, I don't yeah. think you should be worried either. That, it's a little bit of a surprise, but yeah, of course, you made me be a well, little no, Just go, Wilds. Just Sorry. go. Oh, just go over. No, I'm not. No. Just, what do you mean? I don't want him. Look at him smiling. He can't hedge if he goes over. I don't want him. First of all, no, no, no. I do not want Wilds <laughs> on my side, but Wilds had some cogent analysis there with the exception of him Andrew Wiggins was an all-star starter because BTS and K-pop fans is stacked the ballot box. The idea is what it is. Do they get to do do they get to affect the scores of the games? Now, Wiggins defense was excellent. And I folded my hand on calling Wiggins a bad player years ago to Brew. Brew was right. I was wrong. And I'm very glad that happened because we always have that to stand on. Like, has Brew ever truly beaten Nick in an argument? It's like, well, there was the Wiggins thing from 2018. It's like, okay, good. That makes the show better. So Brew was right about that. Boston, Milwaukee. That's all I'm saying. That wasn't a debate. That was a pick, and Middleton was out. You know, things happen game seven. Doesn't matter. Point is this. Let me just finish quickly here. There, I liked, actually, 
what Dallas was doing defensively. I thought that their plan clearly was the others are going to have to beat us, and yesterday the others did. Offensively, they need to make some massive adjustments, but even without the adjustments, to Wild's point, they had seven wide-open threes in the first quarter that they missed, and I think it frustrated Luka, and Luka's not going to play this bad. So it was it was an awful game, Brew, but I do not think it's going to be duplicated. Sorry, Brew. All right. Wilds. Nick's not worried. Wilds, Wilds is hedging. He's with you. Yeah, I don't know no, about that. Is- Maps take game one. Game <laughs> two tomorrow night Wilds. in the Bay. Let's 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 talk about the series in the East. I'll take you, Wilds. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. We'll figure that out on Sunday. A USFL doubleheader kicks off at noon on FS1 with the Pittsburgh Maulers and the New Orleans Breakers. Then at 4, the Houston Gamblers take on the New Jersey Generals. It's on Fox. It's all streaming on the Fox Sports app. All right, let's get back to the NBA. Talking Celtics Heat. Game two set for tonight. Miami took game one thanks in large part to Jimmy Butler. 41-9 and for Jimmy. Jimmy's getting hot. Not going to get any easier for Boston tonight. Marcus Smart's return still up in the air. He's hoping to play despite that foot injury. And then Al Horford's still likely out. He's in the health and safety protocol. But Broussard... There's a good chance this comes down to Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum. Between the two, who's more likely to have a big game two? Well, look, uh, Butler has been the more consistent player through the playoffs. The only game in which he wasn't very good or great was game one against Philly. That's 11 playoff games. And even in that one, he wasn't horrible. And they won by double figures. So Butler will be good. It'll be tougher on him because Marcus Smart looks like he'll be back and he won't be able to just pick on Peyton Pritchard. But I'm going to go with Jason Tatum because while a 2-0 deficit is obviously not an insurmountable hole to be in, as we've seen in the playoffs, you still don't want to have to dig yourselves out of that against a well-coached and solid, hard-nosed team. So I, I think that the Celtics view this as a game. Their, their backs are against the wall. And every time that's been the case in the postseason, Jason Tatum has stepped up. At the end of game one against Brooklyn, when it looked like the Nets would steal home court advantage, right. he hits a game-winning layup. 
Game two against Milwaukee when they were, you know, in danger going down 2-0 at home. He goes out 29 points, eight assists. And obviously game six, we all remember against Milwaukee when he drops 46, 16 in the fourth quarter. So, Nick, I think Tatum will come out and be great. And, And look, he was great in game one in the first half. 21 points, five assists. He had one horrific quarter. And a lot of it, even though Miami played great defense, a lot of it was self-induced. He made some bad decisions. Marcus Smart, if he's back, will handle the ball a lot more than Tatum. You know, Tatum won't have to handle it as much as a point guard as he did in game one. So I expect Tatum, Nick, to come out and play a great game and Jimmy to play well for sure. The, the only thing you said there that I, I might take issue with is, I don't know that I thought his third quarter, a lot of it was self-induced. I think Miami was forcing him into those turnovers, similar to what Boston did to Durant in round one. I didn't, I, I, maybe one of those turnovers was just a careless pass, the one where Jimmy Butler came from the backside and tipped it away. But I thought a lot of that was Miami's intensity and physicality and Tatum who has been meeting that at each level, did not meet their level of intensity and physicality in that quarter, which was obviously the turning point of the game. I have an interesting Jason Tatum stat for you, though. The Celtics have obviously played 12 playoff games this year. They are 5-0, and not when Tatum scores 30, but they are 5-0 and when Tatum shoots at least 50% from the field. They're 3-4 and when he doesn't. What has been the secret sauce for Boston is not necessarily Tatum, you know, scoring a ton of points. That's obviously helpful. But Tatum being very efficient. When he's been efficient, they have not lost a single playoff game. And and I think Tatum will play well. But with that said, Wilds, I think it's disrespectful to Jimmy Butler at home right now to say we expect anybody in this series to be better than him when Jimmy Butler has been other than Giannis, in my opinion, the best player on his side of the bracket throughout the postseason. And we can show you their side-by-sides throughout the playoffs. As good as Tatum has been, Butler has been better. And that field goal percentage line, to me, is very noteworthy. That now, in fairness to Tatum, he takes a ton of threes, and Butler takes very few threes. So, of course, his field goal percentage is going to be lower in that regard. His effective true field goal percentage or true shooting percentage is closer, but Butler still has the nod. And so Jimmy Butler, particularly since his member, he missed game, what was it, game five or game six against Atlanta in, in the first round. It, since then, once he's right. been you know fully healthy again, he hasn't had a bad game. To Bruce's point. So I would give the slight nod to Butler, and that's not shade at Tatum. It's just respect for what Butler's been able to do on both ends. So I think Butler will play great. I think Tatum will also play great with the addition of Marcus Smart. Marcus handles the ball the most. He's second in touches. Tatum is still first in touches. But I think Tatum will be able to just be Tatum and not Tatum and Marcus. But more interestingly, and I'll throw this to you, Nick, I think Tatum needs to have a bigger game. That you, well, I know we joke around about oh, club no. superstar, yeah. one in, one out. But the story <laughs> of this playoffs has been guys stealing other guys' lunch money. Sort of like, I know you thought you were a star, but now it's my turn. And we saw the Celtics Tatum do it, first with Durant and Kyrie. A yeah. little bit with Giannis, but Giannis played great. But still, like, we got over on you. 
We saw it with Ja. Oh, Anthony Edwards, you think you're the guy? I'm the guy. We saw it with Luca. Donovan, are we on the same level? Not even close. How about you and me, Devin Booker? Not close. DeAndre Ayton, you were the number one pick? Nope, I'm better than you. Chris Paul, oh, point God, I'm also better than you. So I think Jimmy Butler, we know, is a fierce competitor. I think he's hearing all this Tatum stuff. I think he's seen the Celtics knock everybody off, knock off you know, two superstars. Didn't get the like, to superstar. You know what? I'm Jimmy Butler. We're the number one seed. You're not going to respect me. I'm going to. I'm going to show you what's up. So I think Jimmy Butler is coming for Tatum's lunch money, and if Tatum needs to put an end to it, if he's well, truly a superstar, if he's truly who we think he is, he will have a huge game and and try to shut well, down Jimmy a little bit. He is, Brew, he's clearly, truly a superstar because he's literally in-club superstar. Jimmy Butler probably True. should be in. Again, we're looking at our emissions policy. <laughs> but, Brew, let me ask you this quickly here. Let's say Butler and Tatum are a wash. They both score around 30, both play good defense, both are, you know, 12 of 21 from the field en route to getting there. I think that favors Miami because right now hmm. I, I trust Miami's others more than I trust Boston's others when Horford's out, when Jalen Brown has been pretty shaky, if we're being honest, throughout this postseason. And I thought, you know, Miami won game one going away with Bam Adebayo not having a big game. So I, if Tatum and Butler play as a wash, who do you think that favors tonight in game two? I think it favors Boston because, yeah, Brown's been up and down. But he's also had some big, huge games. And I think – so I, I don't think there's anybody with, – with respect to Bam, who's obviously an interior player, I like Brown better than anyone after Butler and Tatum. Uh, and then, you know, look, Grant Williams, I, they miss Horford, but I think Smart will be good if his foot isn't just killing him. And I think Grant Williams obviously is capable of stepping up. So I Miami's got more depth. But I like Boston's others kind of at the top of the other list. Yep, Marcus Smart's still questionable tonight, so we'll see how he fares. Game 2, 8.30 p.m. Time for Broussard's underdress list. Wait till you hear what Chet Holmgren had to say about his NBA future. We're back after this, first things first. Time for the butt list. Broussard's list of athletes under the most duress this week. Brew, I know you were mauling putting Luke on that list. He was held to a postseason low 20. As the Mavs lost game one last night, but you spared him from the list. Tell us who is under the most duress in the world of sports. Yeah, Luca Luca's under enough, enough duress during the games, Jen. I'm gonna give him a break from the list. But let's start with Kevin Durant. I know Durant's not even playing, but Shaq put it out there. All right, Shaq goes ahead wow. and puts a tweet on an, on his Instagram story that somebody else tweeted. And it said Kevin Durant's accomplishments since he left Steph. One blank, two blank, three blank, the end. What a diss. And I don't agree with that with Shaq. I think Durant's played well, and he's had some things that aren't his fault. Harden, Kyrie, and all that go wrong. However, Shaq is addressing, guys, what is really the elephant in the room when you talk about KD. We know that many superstars and just people in general Kind they, they have a mental asterisk by his two rings. Heck, Clyde Frazier said there's a literal asterisk by his two rings, all right? And if the Golden State goes on to win this championship, 
or even get to the finals, but certainly win the championship without KD, basically Jordan Poole replacing Kevin Durant and you win the championship, that is just going to make that sentiment even stronger until Kevin Durant can win a ring in Brooklyn, if he even can. And so uh, he's under a lot of pressure, even though he's sitting home watching the games like us. All right, at number four, Draymond Green. Now, I know Draymond is not the primary defender on Luka. Last night, he only guarded him on two shots. Luka was 0 for 2 against Draymond. However, Draymond Green is the key. He is the linchpin to that defense. And Draymond has said this, guys, in the past, that he thinks he is the best defender ever to play in the NBA. Best defender to pick up a basketball. All right? And so if you're saying that, and you are the key to your team's defense, if Luka lights you up and wins the series, it's going to reflect more on Draymond than Andrew Wiggins, who is the primary defender, and any other defender on the Warriors. So Luka can get his and light him up, but if he wins, that's the key. If he wins the series and does it, that's going to reflect poorly on Draymond. All right, number three, Jenna, you've been teasing it. Chet Holmgren. And I like Chet. I do. But I didn't like this. Best player in the NBA, in your opinion? Uh, Myself in two months. Let's go. Oh, my God. Let's go. (laughs) No, let's not go, Wilds. To me, that came off as arrogance (laughs) and disrespect. More so than self-assuredness and confidence. I mean, show... The guys in the NBA, the Javarans, the Lucas, the Giannis's, show them some respect. You can be confident, but my goodness, this reminds me sadly of one Adam Morrison, also a Gonzaga player in the past, who was a third pick. Michael Jordan took him. And he said in a commercial for EA Sports, I believe, that there's going to be a lot of people crying when I get to the NBA. Like, he's going to be taking dudes lunch money wads, as you said, breaking ankles, taking names, the whole nine. There was a lot of people crying, all right, and every single one of them was in Charlotte, starting with Michael Jordan. That's where the crying meme came from. (laughs) Jordan, that's what he was crying about. All right? And so, just look, I like Chet. I want you to believe in yourself, but show respect where it's due to these ballers in the NBA. All right, at number two, we are sticking with the association, sticking with the Warriors, in fact, Steph Curry. Now, you might say, well, Steph Curry? Yeah, Steph Curry. I know his legacy is written and his legacy is, well, it's set. His, his He can go higher, but it's set where it is. Um, But if he loses to Luka, a young 23-year-old who's coming for him, in this series, I think it could reflect poorly on Steph. All right? And some people still try to take it away from him that he won his last two rings with Durant, and Durant was the best player on the team. That Steph doesn't have a finals MVP. This is his chance to get that elusive finals MVP. And so I do think there's pressure on Steph. He's got two other stars with him, or right? At least uh, Clay, Draymond. Poole's playing well. Wiggins is now Nick respects Wiggins. 
And Luke is by himself as far as star power. So Seth's got to take this one home. All right, at number one, my man, Jason Tatum. And I believe in him. You know it's about motivation, guys. But he even said it himself that this one's on me. After game one, that loss was on him. He just entered club superstar. All right, you can't. You know, Nick boots people out left and right. I mean, Chris Paul's about to get kicked out. Anthony Davis got kicked out last week. He's looking for a reason to kick somebody out. No. So, Jason, you got to show up tonight. I think you will. And uh, that's why he's number one on the bud list, Nick. All right, don't defame club superstars' admissions or denial policy. We don't let people in and immediately kick them out. That would show an error on all our behalf on who we let in. So read the bylaws. You're so familiar with the first things first bylaws. Maybe brush up on the club superstar bylaws, my friend, before you defame the club just because you're mad you didn't make the board of directors. I'm going to add Nick Saban. <laughs> Nick Saban, oh. zip it, pal. Quit your whining. Give me a break. Nick Saban, yesterday... Talked about Texas A&M bought all their players through shots at Deion Sanders in Jackson State. Let me tell you what's actually happening. So Nick says, Alabama since 2011, 12 recruiting classes. Nine, according to 24-7 Sports, have been number one. Two were number two, and one was all the way down at number five. So why is Nick Saban worried about the NIL rules? Well, because it'll hurt Alabama's recruiting? Yeah, maybe a little bit. This whole idea of, oh my God, all the best players are going to go to one school now because of the money. Well, that's how it's always been. But the real reason these coaches are so concerned about the NIL rules, and so many of them are chirping about it, is because they understand what so much of the media has failed to recognize. There is only so much money in this pot for college football. And now that some of it is going to players, eventually that is going to affect coaches' salaries. If a program has previously $50 million from the institution and the boosters, they're going to use that to build the facilities and to pay the coach. But now it's build the facilities, pay the coach, and some of that booster money is going to the players. That's going to eventually be money out of the coach's pockets. So this idea that they're worried about the bastardization of amateur athletics or an unfair playing ground, stop it. The, the Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama have gotten the best recruiting classes every year pre-NIL. If anything, it'll cause more parity. This is what it always is about. Who's getting the money? And Saban and his ilk are concerned that some of that money might go to the proletariat players rather than the bourgeoisie coaches. So enough. I don't want to hear it. I, I, I'm sounding a little old school radio guy. Zip it. Be quiet. Shut your mouth, Saban. But that's how I feel. Enough of the whining about the players getting paid. Saban's on the bud list. Wow. Okay. My you know what? Experience. I'm going to respectfully disagree with that take. Even though the bud list is an inspiration, wow. not an indictment. I think wow. Saban was upset that Texas A&M got a, a bunch of NIL deals, and they got the number one recruiting class, and Alabama was number two. But I also think old yeah. Nick Saban is like, uh, was like those uh, Airbnb cabins that you see that are like next to a beautiful stream. I think Nick Saban can take down a glass full uh, an empty glass and just go down into the well and be like, hmm, more delicious booster money, glug, glug, glug. I'm all good. So I don't think he's worried about that at all. <laughs> I'll tell you who should be worried, however. All oh, the Utah Jazz. Oh, Jenna Earmuffs. Danny Ainge. I don't quite know your role there, to be honest with you, but you should be worried. You know why? 
After another unceremonious playoff exit, there is grumblings that maybe Donovan Mitchell is not only unhappy with Rudy Gobert, maybe he's unhappy with the entire Utah organization. Maybe he wants to come home. And if I was the Utah Jazz on social media every morning, logging in and seeing, oh no, what's the latest Donovan loves New York meme video or picture we have to deal with? First, it was Donovan going to the Rangers game. Hmm, what's the MSG atmosphere like? Oh, guess what? It's wonderful. This is from Donovan's Instagram. And then last night, his father, of course, works with the Mets. He went to the Mets games, loves the Mets. Talking to Lindor, hanging out. So, Broussard, at this point, I don't even think I should be worried about it. It doesn't even feel like that big of a prediction that Donovan's headed here. He's literally at MSG. He's going to Mets games. I just think make the call, Danny, or call Leon Rose, who, by the way, was Donovan's former agent. Let's get it done. Let's get those uh, Mitchell 45 Knicks jerseys printed up. I'm ready to go. Let's go, Utah. All right. You know what, guys? Good additions. Very good additions. Here's what I'll say. Wilds, Donovan Mitchell clearly seems the one out of Utah, and I get it. He, He wants to be somewhere else. But if they open up to trading him, and Nick knows this, other teams can make much better offers than the New York yeah, Knicks. That's the problem that you face with Donovan. Well, I don't know that he's Knicks or bust. I think they're number one, but I don't think he's Knicks or bust. Second, Nick, I love your saving. I disagree with you, Wilds. I love Nick saving tape. I do agree. I don't think it's going to affect coaches' salaries necessarily. Because remember, the NCAA and these schools aren't yet paying the players. This is coming from outside sources, right? Marketers, companies, corporations, all that. And, but for Saban, I, I, look, I like Saban. He's a great coach. But this is ridiculous. This is beneath you, Nick Saban. Real talk. I'm not even trying to be funny. This is beneath you, this complaining about the NIL. The other schools, Why? Texas A&M, you accuse them of working with boosters to get them to pay the players NIL money. It's not illegal. It's no different than a college working with different companies and corporations to give internships to their students. That's all this is in a little different way. And so stop it with the complaining. You still got the second best recruiting class. Hopefully it does even the playing field a little bit because you could use a little parody. That's right. Wilds, have more faith in Danny. Danny's never made a mistake. Time for Nick to hand out some NBA medals. Jordan Poole becoming a star right before our eyes. I didn't hear that. 19 points on 8 for 12 shooting last night. Not quite good enough for a medal. Not that nice. Nice, though. Nick, who made the podium last night? I just the mean, unprecedented medal stands continue. Wait for the gold medal here. Bronze medal, Wiggins. Excellent offensive first half. Cooled off in the second. Great defense throughout. Andrew Wiggins, come on down with your 19-point performance. Get your bronze medal. Silver medal. A quiet Steph Curry game, but an eruption right when they needed it in the third quarter to put the game away. Steph, you know, humble Chef Curry just shimmying and dancing at midcourt of a playoff game. Oh, he's (laughs) such a humble superstar. Steph gets a silver. But the gold medal goes to Ron Adams. Look at the silver fox. Our first assistant coach with a medal. Why? He's the defensive guru that designed something that we've never seen in our lifetimes. 
a defense that stymied Luka Doncic in the playoffs. Ron Adams, no, congratulations, sir. You get the gold. That is the medal stand from last night like in the association. Yeah, of course you I like it. Like it's it. great, Ron Adams. I like that a lot. Great guy. No, great it was good. Guys. It was creative. Guys, it was really great creative. Coach. Yeah, too. Nope. Of great course. Coach. It's awesome. Back talking Mavs Warriors. Speaking of whoever was able to stop the Maverick. Nick, you worried about Luca and company after what you saw last night? You know what? Let's take a short break. We'll ask you again on the other side. Complimenting the medal stand. First things first, stories to start your morning, sponsored by Ram Trucks, built to serve. Back to our top story this morning, Warriors hosting the Mavericks in Game 1. So we talked all week about how the Warriors were going to stop Luka Doncic, who came in averaging more than 31 points this postseason. No one's been able to figure it out until last night. Warriors holding Luka to a season playoff low 20 points on 6 of 18 shooting, 7 turnovers to boot. They take game one. Nick, you picked the Mavs to win the series. How did you pick them? You of picked course them I chest did. out, bass in your voice, a la Broussard. You worried at all after what you saw last night? No, I'm not worried. Listen, Luka Doncic, I thought, had a chance to break another record. The unofficial record held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for longest streak to start a career without a bad playoff game. Kareem he had a nice, tidy 40 games. Luka didn't quite get to 25. So that's a little disappointing for me. Luka had a bad game. But it's not sustainable. Can we show Luka last night versus his playoff career? And, and yeah, so he's going to be far better in every category. Oh, Nick, but he's never played the Warriors. Well, he has in the regular season. How does Luka typically do against the Warriors? Let's see. Oh, okay, he's excellent. So Luka, what Luka did last night is not going to happen again. Now... Are the Mavs going to miss 75% of their open or wide open threes again? Maybe. Probably not going to win those games either. They need to make, they needed some shots. Luka needs to be cleaner with the ball. And he seemed a little, I don't think it's shocking that in game one of both of these conference finals, the team that was in a seven game war got beaten down pretty soundly by the team that had some extra rest. So and the the right. Warriors defense was outstanding. I think they threw the Mavs off with the zone. You Brew, you mentioned earlier box and one. Those are all good things they did. Jason Kidd will adjust. Brew, all uh, right. Jason Kidd needs to adjust. Hold on. Oh, just one, one second. I apologize. I just you also need to adjust, please. Don't make the same mistake. Don't don't step on the rake again and, and preemptively <laughs> celebrate. A series victory because the home team won game one and you're feeling all chesty and all happy. Don't do it. Don't offer olive branches. Don't be condescending. Be happy. Be humble. And just see how it goes. It's better for you, my friend. You you mean uh, how I acted in the Milwaukee-Boston series? That one you're talking about? Uh, Middleton was I am out, buddy. Feeling good, I, that, that series is not I, recorded we knew in the record that. books. We knew by that. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, but you said it we, he didn't get I don't know what you're talking about. Series, we knew he was uh, injured I don't know. when I thought you he picked might come him back. in uh-huh. five, whatever you said, six. No, but anyway, no, six, let's six, get to six. let's mm-hmm. let's get to this series. All right, I won't offer mm-hmm. the olive branch. I was gonna go there. I was gonna go there with no gimmicks, no tricks, no strings attached. I was going to go there, but you don't want it. It's cool. You don't have to tell me twice. I don't want All right? Actually, you no. would have because it was going to be the second time. And why don't, why don't you just go right <laughs> in your little amen corner with Nick? 
Go over. Stop. I'm like Ja now. <laughs> Just stay there. Go, go, go over. We don't want you to. I'm like Ja. I will get the Ja video that we can play that too. But anyway, Nick, here's the deal. Look, Luca will be better. Luca will be better. There's no doubt. But you went off yesterday, and, and probably your little graphic that was nice, you know, nice little sly way to throw something in there. But here's the problem. Your soliloquy yesterday about how it was such a tough matchup for the Warriors, and oh my gosh, they, yeah. they just don't match up. They, Luka destroyed them. Yeah. They won three or four in the regular seasons. Warriors yeah. have no That's answer. Right. Here's the problem. The uninformed loved it. The uninformed were like, oh, really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Here's the problem though, Nick. <laughs> Draymond Green played one, one of those four games. Klay Thompson oh, played two of, that. of those four games, and one of them one of them, and you knew this yesterday when you did it. You I knew was waiting it, for one right? of y'all to mention and it. And one of them. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> Clay was I like, can't do everyone's back job. from injury. You know, That's you your guys' you job to know those things. Pounce. <laughs> well, I'm pouncing. I get the prosecution and the defense. <laughs> well, okay, I mean, you're a day late, my friend. I mean, it, it would have been a great point to make okay, yesterday. Whatever. Whatever. It's a bad matchup, all right, but for the for the uh Mavericks. All right, and I told you this, oh, okay. and I'm not dissing Phoenix. Phoenix was a great team during the regular season. Some people thought they were gonna win it all, and those people, hey, they look they don't look bad because Phoenix was legit. You can't you can't you can't make those people shamed because Phoenix was legit. But their offense was more basic because they had one Big-time score in Devin Booker. Chris and, and DeAndre can score, but they don't look – they're not like 20-something point guys. And they a lot of heavy – rely on the mid-range a lot. It's a different animal, as we saw yesterday with Golden State. Nick, the ball movement, more importantly, the player movement. Clay is running all over the place. Jordan Poole is moving all over the place. And Steph, of course – is running around, and Draymond is the puppet master getting them the ball where they need it. That is different. And so you saw Kev, Kevon Looney and Draymond and Wiggins getting backdoor baskets be, and actually Mavericks losing them because the movement was so much in, in contrast to what they faced in Phoenix. The defense, Nick talked about it, boxing one zone, Wiggins picking them up 94 yeah. feet. I fear this, Wilds. Luca might, not guaranteeing it because he's going to be better, but he might get worn down as this series goes on with Wiggins picking him up 94 oh, feet. I don't know. Sometimes a boxing one. I, I think this could wear, and then what he's got to do on the defensive end. So I, I'm feeling good about my Warriors picking six. I'm going I'm to fight off the temptation okay. while to amend it to a lower number, but I'm feeling good about Oh, wow. Oh, all right, good. Wow. So. Okay. I am with you, Warriors in six, but I am not at Are all you? going to sit here and gloat. And I, I am, but look, Broussard, like I've seen this movie before where it's like, oh, you know what? Yeah. Suns Mavs. Mavs are 11 and uh, 0 and 11 against the Suns. Looks like the coach of the year and the point guard and Devin Booker got them all figured out. And Luca was not worried. 
and I saw something last night at the end of the game where Luca's walking off the court. Is his head down? Is he frustrated? Or is he sitting there smiling like Jack Nicholson in The Shining? Guess who's back? Luka Doncic. He's not worried at all. Here's what he said after the game. Luca, I saw you walking off uh, the court after the final buzzer and you had a bit of smile on your face. What, what was going through your mind uh, in that moment? Nothing. Just walking off the court. That's it. I mean, looking ahead to game two, yeah, of course. I mean, it's one game, you know, that's what playoffs is about. If you lose by one or you lose by 40, it's, it's really a loss. So we just got to get ready for game two now. Okay, the first half of that quote, Nick, the real Luka Doncic. Mm -hmm. Sitting there, smiling, maybe thinking, I see a path to victory. The second part of that quote was just media speak. Just like, all right, here's the pablum I have to dole out. Yeah, it's a game two, you know, we'll see how it goes. But do I think the Mavs are going to shoot, stand by, 36, 23% from three and 66% from the line? I do not. Of course not. I think Luka sees a path to victory. I'm a, I'm a little bit but, nervous. I've learned the error the, of my the ways quote, in the Suns The pick. quote, though, is disingenuous. He was smiling because someone in the really good seats, the front row, shouted him out, uh, San Francisco's best hookah bar. And he's like, all right, there we go. Now I'll be ready for game two. He didn't, you know, he didn't know the area that well. He had to oh, figure out his regular plans. Here's the deal. You might have said I was misleading yesterday about the overall Mavericks decimation of the Warriors in the regular season. I was not misleading. I simply did not include in the argument I was making the arguments against it. Here's what's not misleading. (laughs) Steph Curry, who played all four games against the Mavs in the regular season, was 20 points on 40% shooting, 30% from three, and an odd, I mentioned it yesterday, 67% from the free throw line. Steph Curry yesterday, uh, 21 points on 40% shooting, 30% from three, and an odd 57% from the free throw line. The Mavs' free throw defense on Steph even is good. So I think Steph (laughs) not lighting them up will sustain. I think Luka struggling will not sustain. And I picked Jenna, Mavs in five. Half of that is the Warriors winning one game. I'm halfway home to the prediction bit, so we're great. You're we're just great about shape. There. I have no concern. You just about nailed it. I, that's right. I'm halfway Undisputed home. Undisputed starts right now. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>